appreciate them. And are glad for our college students. We're glad for Lori and uh, for Derek. We know the Lord's going to bless them and encourage them. Get your Bible. Uh, I have been preaching for uh, 18 weeks in the book of Psalms, Psalm 119, in the same psalm. So if you'll look in the psalm this morning, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, the uh, verses here, if I can find my glasses to see them. Let's look at verses 153 down through 160. Now, let your spirit fall. Let your heart fall. It is ten minutes till twelve. I want to announce something to you. You will not die at twelve o'clock in this Baptist church. I promise you. Uh, There's not a trap door here that opens up. But I'm going to give you this as I have had. I, I can leave right now. I can walk out of here and get in my car. Probably have a wreck on the way home. Just thinking about what we've done. I have felt God's presence and sensed God's presence here already. So if He wanted to take us to heaven and wanted the rapture to happen, this would be an excellent time for Him to throw it on us. But I'm going to take about 15 minutes. I want you to listen closely and quickly out of this psalm. We're going to talk, to, uh, talk today about the affliction or the troubles that David had. We're going to learn some things from David's problems and David's difficulties. Father, take our minds and our hearts now, open them by the Holy Spirit, and we'll thank You and we'll praise You and give You glory for what You do for us. In Jesus' name and for His sake, Amen. You can be seated. I implore, encourage, and invite the hallelujahs, the amens, and the encouragement from these coon dogs up here on the platform. When we throw them a little bread, they'll howl and holler, and that's what they're up here to do. I want you to look at Psalm 119 and 153, and I want you to see, first of all, the psalmist's affliction. Look at what the Bible says. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Notice number one, we're going to learn from the psalmist, he was afflicted. And how many of you believe this? I am much like the psalmist, for I too, this morning, feel the affliction of life. Can I see your hand? There is some affliction in our heart. I want you to notice two things about it quickly. If you will, he said, consider my affliction. He's talking to God. He's not talking to the assistant. He's not talking to the senior pastor. He's not talking to the deacon board. He's not talking to the church board. Uh, Nor is he talking to anybody else. He's talking to God. He said, consider. He said, in other words, Lord, look at my problem. How many of you are glad you have a God that's not blind? How many of you are glad that you have a God in your heart that visualizes and knows when you are afflicted? I'd like to say something this morning. The afflictions that come my way are doubly bothering me when I can't find anybody to look at them. I can't find anybody to notice them. I feel like I'm in them by myself. But oh, when I go to God, can I get a witness? When I go to God, I'm glad that I can see a God who sees my trouble. He looks at my trouble. Here's a verse that comes to mind. The Bible says, The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro in the earth upon those that are His. I'm glad God sees our victories. I'm glad God sees our services. I'm glad God sees the power that's here. But I'm sure glad this morning He looks at our affliction. 
But just to look at affliction won't get it away. Just to notice affliction, I can do. So many times people come to me, Preacher, i got a problem. And I say, What is it? And they sit down and tell it to me. Uh, and and, and uh, I've had some people talk to me, and some people tell me things that I just felt like both of us ought to borrow two guns and shoot ourselves. From what I've heard, I mean, sometimes you just want to go to the Fifth Street Bridge with them and jump right off in the river. I mean, it sounds so off. And I'd sit down and say, I wish I could do something. I can look at your problem. I can diagnose your problem. I, I can surmise your problem. I, 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 I can understand your problem. But I want you to notice, second of all, not only does He look at my problem, but He lifts me out of my problem. Notice what it says. Consider my affliction and deliver me. I'm glad God doesn't just look at it, but God will pull us up out of it when we love His law. Somebody give the Lord a praise that He's a God that looks at us and He's a God that delivers us. Let me ask you something this morning. Are you afflicted? I'm going through trouble, preacher. That's an affliction. I've been afflicted by others. I've been afflicted by finances. I've been afflicted by sickness. I've just been afflicted by my own heartache. May I say something to you? Thank God He's not blind to your trouble. Number two, I want you to notice... Secondly, cutting the fat off of the sermon, going right to the bone. Not only the psalmist's affliction, but the psalmist's attorney. Look at his attorney. He has representation. He has legal representation. He has legal authorization. Notice what he said in 154. Plead my cause. That's Perry Mason talk. Plead... My cause and deliver me. Then he says, Quicken me according to thy word. Number one, in that attorney's responsibility, you're getting way, don't make me come back there. Number one, there you go, he represents me. Aren't you, you know, we talk about lawyers like they don't have any sense until we need one. Hello. <laughs> Crooked as a dog's hind leg. Out both sides of their mouth. And when you need one, sir, could you help me, please? <laughs> Ain't we that way? Ain't we that way? Yeah. Uh, the psalmist said, I need an attorney. Uh, the psalmist said, I need somebody to stand for me. The attorney said, I need, uh, uh, the psalmist said, I need me representation. I need somebody to stand in for me. I need somebody to represent me. I can't represent myself. I can't stand in my own morals. I can't stand in my own flesh. I can't stand in my own authorization. But I can stand in the pleading of a lawyer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Over yonder in First John chapter number 2. And verse number 1, it ain't on there, so don't look for it. it number 1, it says this, or, or 2-1. Little children, I write these things unto you that you sin not. But, he knew I was coming, he wrote this. If we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. And then he put a comma there and said, Jesus Christ the righteous. When the devil saddles up to you and says you're worthless. When the devil saddles up to you and says you're without hope. 
And when the devil saddles up to you in your affliction and tells you it will not change, it will always be this way, you deserve this. You need to say, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to step back and let my lawyer talk to you. I'm just going back on up, back on off, and Jesus, I'm everything He said I am, but step right there and show your stuff. Step up to the plate, Lord, and show them what a Louisville slugger can do. And Jesus steps up to the plate, and then here's what you see old Satan doing. He's backing off because he is heaven's representative to earth's delegation. And I'm so glad the disciples of God and the people of the Lord and the children of the blood-washed crowd, they've got a lawyer that stands in their dilemma and in their affliction. Let me ask you a question this morning. Have you been trying to do it for yourself? Have you been trying to figure out a way? Are you living by the flesh and mad at everybody living in the Spirit? Best thing you can do, number one, is recognize the psalmist's affliction teaches us that God considers our affliction and God relieves us or He delivers us from our affliction. Number two, there is an attorney present that knows the law and knows the power of the law greater than anyone and He stands in our stead when Satan comes around with mockery. Number three, number three, the psalmist's assailants. Notice number one, the psalmist's affliction. He's afflicted. Now listen, you're in good company when David says, I am afflicted. Don't you feel bad because you have an affliction. Don't you feel bad because you've been afflicted. Don't you feel bad because pressure has been put on you because of your service. Because... David, the psalmist himself, God used him to write. Most of the book of Psalms was a man who labored in affliction. And then he had an attorney that helped him. And then number three, the psalmist's assailant. Notice what it says in verse 55. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. He goes on in this psalm, Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet do I not decline from thy word or thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy law. I want you to notice something, if I may, this morning. Uh, the psalmist's assailants. I have found out when the devil can afflict you, I have found out when the devil can put pressure on you. I have found out when the devil can accuse you. I have found out when the devil can bring accusation against you. Many times he will use an assailant, a fellow, a friend, a foe, a family member. He'll use people to come against you. I want you to notice, if you will please, how many. Notice what it says in 157. Many are the persecutors and my enemies. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody in this room has everybody liking them. Nobody in this room has everybody in love with them. Nobody in this room is without somebody who would love to see you transported out of here. 
There are people who will treat you worse than a cur dog. There are people who will conjure stuff up against you. There are people who will slander you. There are people who will come against you. If you are a preacher in this congregation, a hope to be pastor someday, a hope to be an evangelist someday, or a missionary someday, mark her down, boy! Somebody's going to want some of you! But I'm glad you got representation there too. <laughs> he says, I do not decline from thy testimonies. Do you know why trouble comes your way and problems comes your way and why people will come against you, lie on you and slander against you and cast you out and treat you worse than the devil will? Do you know why? It's because that, the devil wants you away from that book. He says, I do not decline from thy testimony. I want to encourage you this morning. If you're under the fire, if you're under the gun, if you're under the pressure, if you're under the problems that Satan's gloating in, may I say something to you? It's all come to pass to try to relieve you from the plug, the receptacle of God's grace. Don't you unplug from where God is. Stay with it! God will see you through. Somebody holler amen right there. How many? Then notice how mean Salvation is far from the wicked. He didn't say far from the distorted, uh, far from the difficult, far from the confused. He said far from the wicked. I want to tell you, some of the wickedest people in the world go to church. Some of the wickedest people in the world get up early on Sunday morning and saddle into a church or find themselves in leadership, calling it fellowship. And truth of the matter is, if Jesus came, He'd ride right by them and leave them with their church leadership role. People can be mean-spirited, but I want to tell you something. Jesus and His Word is worth staying with. Stick by your calling, no matter what anybody says. Somebody give God praise right there. If you believe He's stronger than your enemy. Oh, i got a killer illustration, but I also... I want to be true to my Word and do the best I can to keep this uh, where I said it would be. The last one, let me give it to you. The psalmist's affirmation. You notice i got that computer worker back here on the scared to death to move now. You see, you got to put them boys where you, you got to. They'll just get out of bounds and think they can do anything they want to. The psalmist's affirmation. Notice what he said in the latter part, and I'm done. He said, Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me. Three times in this, in this stanza of this psalm, he says, quicken me at three places. There's some preaching right there. Quicken me. You know what that means? I'm numb from being hurt. I am numb from being slapped around. I'm numb from accusation. I'm numb from the mouth. I'm numb from the words. I'm discouraged to the place I'm just about knocked out. He said, God, quicken me. <laughs> Quicken me. Have you ever seen them rub them paddles together and holler, holler, Get back! And then they hit that old boy on the chest. Bam! Boom! And then they have to do it two or three times and all of a sudden his tongue shoots out about a foot and his eyes are about as big as basketball. He's quickened. I'm going to tell you, that word there will quicken you. <laughs> He said, God, I'm not going to turn loose my vitality. 
I'm not going to turn loose of my vitamin tablet. I'm not going to turn loose of my medicine. I'm not about to back away from my prescription. I'm going to stay with the good God. I feel a priest. I'm not going to move away from my strength. I'm going to stay where God put me. <laughs> and he said, quicken me, O Lord. Notice, he has an affirmation. He's affirmed. He said, I love thy precepts. I want to tell you, if you love that book, God knows it, and God will remember that when the enemy comes against you. Notice, if you will, verse number 160. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Number one, the psalmist's affirmation was in the truth of God's word, and number two, it was in the tenure of God's word. He knew he was trusting something. Fellas, let me say something to you. Way before you got here, that Bible was powerful. I know y'all find this hard to believe, but before you came along, God was still operating. And He's called you to be a part of it, but after you're dead and gone, the worms are eating your toes. That book will still be on planet Earth doing... He says, the heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall never... I mean, the firmament may burn, and the heavens may melt, and the earth may melt in its axis, but that book will always. Let me ask you a question. Would you stand with me, please? All over the building. Did I keep my promise? Dead on it. Dead on it. Praise God, I can preach 15 minutes. I ain't going too much, but I... Let me ask you a question. You identify with David? You can learn something. Let's look at this real quickly. Give me those full things, son, if you will, again, up there on the screen. Number one, we learned the psalmist's affliction was considered by the psalmist's Savior. You're never alone in your problem. Teenager, you're never alone trying to choose a college. You're never alone in trying to pass a test. You're never alone in your dating life. God knows best and God will work, even to the point of hurting your feelings to better your life. Number two... There is an attorney who stands for you when the devil makes you think everybody has left you. You have representation far greater than the courthouse or the lawyer pool or the, 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 the circuit in this locale. You have one who stands for you. Number three... <laughs> You will have assailants that will sail against you. But praise God, you have an advocate who stands with you. Many, many, many are my enemies, he said. Many and malicious and mean as they can be. But praise God, I'm glad to know that book will sustain you in life, liberty, and love. And the last thing, stay in there and be affirmed. Let me, let me give you the definition of affirmed. Now, redneck can get that. Michael, you can understand this. If you want your jaws boxed, just saddle over here. Because I am not moving no further than where I am. Where did David scotch himself up at? At the Bible. Amen, church? Give the Lord a praise this morning.
This first invitation is to God's people. He's playing. This is to God's people. I want to ask you, are you afflicted? I want to ask you, do you need an attorney? I want to ask you, are they assailing against you? Number four, I want to ask you, are you affirmed in your belief that the Word of God will sustain you? Come on, stand right here and praise, and stand right here and pray. Come on, I'm coming. I'm coming bringing my affliction. I'm coming bringing my problem. I'm coming to claim God's promise. I know God's...